Hello, and welcome to the Platform Podcast, hosted by Market Place Risk Advisory Board Chair L. Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on all things startups. The Platform Podcast features conversations with founders, operators, and experts tackling a myriad of topics facing the marketplace and sharing economy startup ecosystem. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not professional advice. For specific issues, please seek an appropriate professional or contact us at info at marketplacerisk.com for more information. And now, without further ado, I will hand things over to Elle. Hello, and welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Emma McConnellog, who is founder of Casero, which is a skill-sharing platform. Emma, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It's lovely to have you on and to hear about Casero. And we're excited that we are actually going to be meeting you in person, I believe, at the Sharing Economy Global Summit in October. Is that right? Yes. And finally. Yes, I know. It's great. And we're after this period of lockdown where you've become part of the marketplace risk community and starting to get involved in our events and now you're on the podcast we are actually going to be able to see you in person you're actually based in Glasgow I believe I am yes and um, obviously you have um, met a few other people from Sharing Economy UK and been part of this community but tell me when did Casero actually start itself? Um, yeah, so the the idea for Casero actually started quite a while ago, um, and that would have been around towards the beginning of twenty eighteen. Actually, um, was when we started to kind of build out this idea that we had on a street corner one day. And when I say we, I mean a friend um, who kind of started this journey with me, um, and it was just a conversation. Um, that led to an idea and then there must be surely an app where you can do that was the question Mm -hmm. and we searched and we couldn't find one so we then thought "Mm, maybe we should create one (laughs) Um, and that's how it started. And had you thought at that point that there was a skill that you wished you could trade for somebody else's what was the thing that you know what was the sort of problem um, that you kind of had that you wished that there was the technology to solve? Yeah, so really, you know, going back to that conversation that we had, it started because there we were, both um, women on maternity leave with children, young children and babies, um, and uh, my friend, who's a very talented musician, was um, just going back to her employment, her paid employment, and, and sort of fighting, having a bit of a flexi working battle on her hands just to try and and create a, a work-life balance that suited for her and her family, um, but not utilising her passion, um, you know, which which is in music, you know, just purely doing a job because that's the sort of lifestyle, um, the lifestyle costs that are um, that, that need to be paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in a similar situation, um, you know, reluctantly aiming to go back to full-time employment. And, and really, we just talked about if only there was another way, you know, to sort of a more fulfilling way to to pay for the things that, that you need in life by perhaps using your skills. And you, your skills, your background, that's in accountancy, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I'm a, a chartered accountant. 
So at this point, did you know about other peer-to-peer skills sharing platforms? Because although it's not a mainstream thing, we do have obviously the time banking organizational movement is a global thing. Um, that is something you know that some people might have heard of. There's also in, in London, economy of hours is a, a similar concept. Did you know about these at the time? And how much did you look to these when you were evolving the way that Casera was to work? Yeah, so um, I didn't know that anything like that existed. So we really started researching to see what was available. Um, and we kind of came across a couple of um, bartering, uh, bartering pages on Facebook. Um, they weren't for skills, they were for things. Um, but we could see that there was clearly quite an active community of people that were looking to kind of trade in that way. Um, after a bit of research, we kind of we found I found um, Economy of Hours, Echo. Um, I reached out to them to have a conversation just about how things had started there, um, and and get some details on um, how they found the process and what challenges they kind of came up against and things like that. Um, so we then sort of mapped out how we thought this app would work, mm-hmm. um, and really just took it from there. And do do these other players in the skill sharing space use technology in the way that you do with Casera? Because I know that the technology to you and it's something you're working on. We'll get onto that in a in a minute. Is very important and and making the whole transaction between the two individuals much easier. Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> obviously, with the um, with things like Facebook groups and things like that, there there's not really any technology specific technology behind that um look into the time banking I could see that it and I think there was previously something called let's as well which I was looking at which was very much kind of like listing based um there was nothing that I could see that would sort of take care of that automatic transfer for you mm-hmm. um, and create that kind of review ratings and reviews to to create that kind of trust within the community as well um, so that's really what we were looking to create so you really wanted to use the technology that you'd maybe experienced on apps like you know sharing economy apps that were you know well advanced that had that on demand that that easy frictionless experience and you wanted to apply that to this skill sharing model maybe in a way that that people hadn't done yet is that right that's exactly right actually and the when I go back to that conversation that we had on the street corner when when we first thought about it we very much saw it like uber um but rather than it being drivers it was it was skills all around you that you would be able to see when you needed it um yeah that was the kind of the idea or something you know that was very much in your pocket find what you need when and where you need it um that was the the kind of the idea at the beginning yeah the, the vision and so tell me a bit about actually how that does work and I know you are still early stage and you are building that technology but how does the technology work and explain to me and the listeners about the idea of the hour and that it's a cashless exchange and the time is the currency how does that actually work yes okay so um it was really important to us from the start 
that this was about an individual given their time and energy. Um, and so from our point of view, this was never going to replace anyone's sort of need to have employment. You know, this, this was a supplementary thing. And to us, it was about an hour, an hour of one person's time is just as valuable as an hour of someone else's. So it was about breaking down those barriers, giving people the opportunity to access the things that they need by tapping into the skills that they have. Um, so it was always going to be an hour for an hour. Um, we wanted to take away the awkwardness as well associated, especially if it was going to be with people within your community that you were perhaps friendly with or that you knew you don't want that awkwardness of, OK, you need to now transfer me this amount. So it was important to us as well that that all happened kind of behind the scenes mm-hmm. um, automatically, leaving you just free to kind of, you know, to do that thing, to have that lovely interaction. And then you'd be then prompted to rate and review that person. And and what happens is that that prompt happens uh, following the time that the event is scheduled to take place. So assuming it's not being cancelled or postponed or anything like that, then there'll be an automatic exchange. It's just a debit and credit of time from one account into another. And then along with that goes the um, the request for the ratings and reviews to each party. And what's brilliant about that is that you then don't need to use the person that you know, it it doesn't have to be between two people for the give and the take. Whereas I suppose when the older technology came into play, you didn't maybe have that possibility. So what I mean is if if I was to offer someone my copywriting skills and I wanted to cash in some skills for maybe some childcare or something, then it wouldn't be that the exchange would have to have to happen between two people directly. Somebody could use my skills, I'd get an hour of credit, and then I use that credit to pay for the childcare from someone else. And I think that's the part that people don't necessarily understand or, or realise, because that's what makes it so brilliant, isn't it? That the currency itself is what's allowing you to access such a, such a range of different skills. Yes, yeah, because it would, it would be very lucky if um, <laughs> if you know it was it was always that somebody needed what you had and vice versa um, and interestingly actually just took part in an exchange recently where we did swap um, so I did um, provide some kind of online accountancy help to somebody and it just so happened that I wanted to then book her for an aromatherapy massage which I had but that would be quite unusual so mm-hmm. yeah it was really important that we had the mechanism where it, it would literally just sit as a credit and and um, and you could then you're open to utilizing all the skills that are available on the platform. Mm-hmm. And just to briefly talk about the, the benefits of this presumably um they're you know not just about someone being able to access something um and not pay for it with cash pay for it for what they have the benefits sort of go beyond that don't they because uh, you know this is of huge value to maybe our sort of uh, local community or or small businesses talk me through that part of it yeah i mean the the benefits are a lot bigger than than what I had kind of really thought out um, to begin with. Um, when we really honed in on what who would 
be likely to use this. It was very much like looking at, at who we were. And, and, you know, if we have this problem, then there'll be other people like us that have this problem. Um, but actually, when you think about the retired community who are perhaps not working you know full-time or even part-time anymore but they still have a wealth of skills and knowledge and perhaps still needing to feel useful or that they're giving something back um mm-hmm. so so that that is a big area um but also um business startups ideas you know um, i've realized through this journey how much you need to learn <laughs> or skills that you need to draw on just to get started um and often it's it's cash flow that kind of stops people before they get started or you know how am i even going to afford to do all of these things that i need to get started so um you know being able to use the skills that you have and pull in you know perhaps a graphic designer um pull in you know an accountant to to get you set, set up properly you know all these different skills um but in addition to that, actually talking about getting started, it kind of allows you that opportunity to dip your toe in um, to begin without starting, you know, creating a, mm-hmm. the startup and, and, and all that entails. You can just start, you know, mm-hmm. you can Skillshare, you can build up a bit of a brand. You'll have all those ratings and reviews there. People within your community will get to know you. And so it would help you build that confidence and um, and get started while you're doing that. It's amazing. It's such a brilliant idea. It's almost like one of those real no-brainer ideas, isn't it, um, that you just sort of wish everyone was doing. Um, so to talk to me a bit more about your, your founder's story and, and where you're at now with the platform, because I'd love to hear a bit more about where the, the, the sort of the tech is at. And, and then we'll get on to a bit of, um, you know, trust and safety chat as well. So but how from this conversation to now, because obviously there's been a pandemic in the meantime <laughs> um so uh, you know how how have you got to where you are now um yes yeah, so we appointed um tech partner to get started on the build um, and we created an interactive prototype just to take the vision or the the sort of the vision that i'd mapped out and translate that into something visual that we could then see um we then built the tech behind it um, and launched uh, to a sort of pilot group, I guess, which was the December 2020. Um, And uh, yeah, as you say, right in the middle of a pandemic when we're we're sort of not seeing people. So it kind of changed everything because, you know, beforehand we're very much looking at, okay, we'll we'll sort of grow this locally. Um, There'll be lots of kind of face-to-face interaction and and skill sharing. And then it was like, uh, you know, okay, how's this going to work in that virtual environment? Which actually it does does work very well in that environment. Um, So from that point of view, it's been good um, because we now no longer have to make things location-specific. Um, unless it's something practical like gardening, for example, you might you might want to make that location specific. Um, so we have um, we have the tech platform built. We've got lots of ideas of how to enhance that, enhance the user experience. Now that we've had lots of feedback on how it's working, um, but design wise, I'm very happy with it. We're going to make some tweaks to it, but certainly learned a lot about. Um, 
you know the improvements that we'd like to make and what we'd like to see on the platform um so so that's coming soon hopefully mm-hmm. um but yeah it's exciting um I never expected to be here but I am and I'm, <laughs> I'm really happy that I'm here um it kind of um hadn't set out to do it it was an idea that I just as you say it's a no-brainer it just felt like it had to exist um and and so that's kind of what's kept me going tell me about some of the people that you have on the platform what sort of range of skills do people offer it, it, I mean presumably now that you've sort of worked out that some of it can be virtual and you know in a way we have the lockdowns to thank for the fact that we are able to now adapt to do things virtually maybe in a way that we wouldn't have done before but uh, virtual and in person what, what sort of things are people listing um all sorts of things um there's a lot of sort of business startup type stuff there which is great um and a lot a lot of that is probably because of the circles I'm mixing in as well um but certainly there's a lot of people offering things like um graphic design, copywriting, um, business strategy, marketing strategy, that kind of thing really to help people get started. Um, But there's also yoga, Pilates, aromatherapy, um, you know, there's also um, people are are sort of sharing an element of their expertise. One one of the, the great examples which I thoroughly enjoyed trying out actually was the um, starting a wine cellar where a, a local wine merchant is offering to give advice and, and help people to sort of establish their, you know, their start off a wine cellar based on their preferences. It's pretty mm-hmm. niche. <laughs> so you can almost trade your sort of more practical skill and then cash that in for something that's a bit more, you know, fun, a bit more of an extra, a bit more um, enjoyable, maybe, um, which is, you know, it's great. It, it doesn't have to be like for like. Exactly. Yeah. Fun stuff like I think signature cocktail menu, you know, things that maybe are are probably quite indulgent but as you say it's a bit of fun it's a it's something different um that you can experience and now let's talk a bit about the actual sort of mechanics of the platform and 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 the the risks that there are with because obviously this is a marketplace risk and we need to talk about that because it is it's really interesting when you have that peer-to-peer transaction and obviously you know a lot about the sharing economy space member of sharing economy uk and you're able to understand that this peer-to-peer transaction is fraught with issues, especially as a platform scales. The thing that you're sharing on a skill sharing platform isn't a physical asset, obviously. So it's not a thing that can get damaged. It's not a home that can be wrecked. It's not, you know, there isn't a cash exchange. So there isn't the potential maybe for fraud. But presumably like anything there are areas of a platform like this where people could be a bad actor um they could come on to it for reasons um that aren't necessarily legitimate how are you thinking about that as you scale and have you had any problems so far what would be the benefit for somebody to be fraudulent or be not who they say they are on your platform and and how do you think you'll you'll deal with that it's an interesting one, isn't it? This kind of bad actor thing—you almost have to kind of put yourself in a, a, a in a 
in a head of somebody who would potentially exploit things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, we talk, talk about this quite a lot. Um, it's something that will probably never go off the radar. Um, so for now, um, we have created some terms which we want everybody to read. We're very much, we have an ethical statement there on the website. We're very much... Um, looking to people who are open to this type of sharing um, and that want to be, you know, receiving these benefits as well as as, um, providing. Um, There's the two-way rating and review. Um, So both parties at the end of each um, event will be requested to to rate and review. So the hope there is that um, knowing that that's going to be up there, it's going to be attached to your uh, profile, um, would would, uh, encourage people to sort of behave um, in in the best possible way. Um, We... We're able to raise disputes directly um, if there's any issues. And at the moment, because we're growing slowly, um, we're able to kind of keep a good um, oversight on what types of things have been listed. Um, fortunately, there's been nothing um, of concern recently, um, or sorry, at all. Um, mm-hmm. It's caused us to want to reach out to someone, um, but we do have the ability that we can remove um, remove that profile if need be. Mm-hmm. And will the platform always be cashless um but you know obviously as you scale and you bring in you know more users and providers I suppose people are both aren't they um and and presumably businesses as well um you know without giving away your secret source presumably there's potential in there to build new revenue streams from the way the platform works and offer more and different things to to users so in a way it's in its most simple form at the moment but is there potential for it to be bigger and and different as it gets bigger absolutely yeah we're exploring um different um avenues to create revenue um so it is cashless and we also don't charge um for people to to join um there is a free membership um and when when someone signs up they already have a credit of time in their account so they can get started straight away um it's really important that there was no barriers because the idea was it was about breaking down financial barriers um so, however, having said that, we do need to generate some revenue um, as uh, um, in other ways. So um, the way that we're looking at doing that just now is allowing businesses to um, also list on the platform. Currently, they would still be offering that as a, a sort of um, a trade, you know, of of. Um, of doing it as a skill swap but we we will be shortly bringing in the ability for businesses to list products and services um to sell through the platform mm-hmm. as well brilliant and uh, another thing about the sort of risk attached to this transaction what about things like liability so what if um Ooh, say for example uh, I don't know you did one of the yoga classes and you twisted your ankle or you know how how do you deal with that is that something that you have in your um, terms of service or, or how do you cover off any potential damage on either side of the, the Skillshare transaction? 
Yeah, so we just make it clear that um, we are facilitating that, um, enabling the the um, people to, to access those skills and services, but we are not sort of providing any um, assurance. Um, the, we recommend that each individual sort of checks out that person's profile, has a look and, and reads the, the reviews on there um, because really they're they're doing that then at their own risk. Amazing. And I, I think it's such a brilliant idea and I just, uh, you know, I really look forward to hearing about how you grow over the next year, which will hopefully be a bit more of a normal year. Um, and we will see you at the Sharing Economy Global Summit. I won't give anything away at this point but I believe you're going to be on a panel which I'm very excited to hear about so yeah watch this space to hear more about Emma from Casero and we look forward to seeing you in London in October I can't wait thank you so much thank you for tuning into the platform podcast be sure to check us out at marketplacerisk.com for information and resources to help startups launch grow and succeed And follow us on social media at Marketplace Risk to stay up to date on all of our conferences, summits, virtual events, and more.